From KBOO in Portland, Oregon, this is Religion for Life, religionforlife.com. I'm John Schuck. It doesn't take a genius to point out that industrial civilization is unsustainable. Business, as usual, will result in collapse. The paradigm shift that is necessary for a new way of life, that it's not only uh, one um, to create a new form of political and uh, and economic system, or even not only ecological um, and, te- and, and technological renewal, but that in order to really establish a new form of, um, of life, a future worth living on this planet, it will need the trans- a whole transformation of the inner human world because it was this that uh, was the cause for the, f- um, for the disaster that we have created on this planet. And so the book dives deeply into, into the transformation of, this, um, of the inner realm of, of, of the human being, of, the, of, of, this, of, of its spiritual, social, um, also its sexual um, aspects. Today I visit with Martin Winecki coordinator of the Institute for Global Peacework and the Tamara Peace Research Center in Portugal. Tamara is an intentional community, one of the most radical community experiments of our time. Martin has translated a book from the German by Dieter Doom that describes this experiment and outlines a vision and a pathway for a new global culture, a society free of violence, love free of fear, Life Based on Trust and Solidarity. The book is called Terra Nova, Global Revolution and the Healing of Love. Martin Winecki is touring the United States to talk about this community and this book and will be in Portland on October 24th. Uh, He's with me via Skype from San Francisco. Welcome, Martin, to Religion for Life. Thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit uh, about yourself and, and, and what's happening. I know you're coming to Portland October 24th. What is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been part of a research project and intentional community in Portugal called Tamara um, that has been working for nearly 40 years on establishing a pretty much comprehensive model for a nonviolent future society diving into as much as possible the, the essential areas for uh, creating a ecologically and socially sustainable form of life, working on nature restoration, on regenerative self-sufficiency for water, energy and food, for cooperation, cooperating with animals, for creating communities based on trust, for um, free forms for children to grow up, and essentially also for finding a new approach for this uh, big um, area of sexuality, love, and partnership. And um, I'm involved with the Institute for Global Peacework, as you just said, um, that is kind of the communication and outreach office. And we feel that, especially over the last years, there has been such a growing um, quest in this world for an alternative to this current system of global capitalism that is the cause of so much suffering and war. And so we have been moved to um, promote this new book as a possibility to communicate a vision for a nonviolent future society that emerged from this decades-long work. So this is what we are doing and we are we have been on tour in the States already for a month and we continue still for some weeks and will be one of our last events in Portland on October 24th. 
And what will you be doing in Portland on the 24th? We will um, have an evening to uh, present the book, to speak about our work, um, and also to come into conversation about um, what it what it takes to to work on um, on a new society to create um, alternative models for a new way of life. Tell me a little bit about then. Uh, first of all, uh, this book, uh, Terra Nova: Global Revolution and the Healing of Love, uh, Dieter Doom, that uh, you translated from German into English. Uh, what, what's the thesis of this book? Actually, there are quite some different theses. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean. A, a strong one with which the book starts um, is that that um, that the paradigm shift that is necessary for a new way of life that it's not only uh, one um, to create a new form of political and uh, and economic system or even not only ecological um, and, te- and and technological renewal but that in order to really establish a new form of um, of life, a future worth living on this planet, it will need a, trans- a whole transformation of the inner human world because it was this that um, was the cause for the f- um, for the disaster that we have created on this planet. And so the book dives deeply into into the transformation of this um, of the inner realm of, of of the human being of the of of this of of its spiritual social, um, also its sexual um, aspects, um, and, it, and it works out the, the basis uh, and the foundation that we have kind of identified in Tamara to be crucial to establish lasting communities. Um, and also it strongly um, articulates the powers of healing, of self-healing, both in the individual organism of um, of people, of animals, of uh, in, in life, but also of the of the of the collective sphere of of um, of mankind and the earth. And so it is. Um, it, it it says that um, if we are able to to create a system of life that makes our human existence again compatible. With the universal order of life, which um, Dieter Doom refers to as the sacred matrix, then we can activate the powers of regeneration that are inherent um, to us as humanity, um, and that we are that are still available to us even despite all the trauma and uh, and the destruction that happened throughout history. So it is a book that that um, conveys a lot of hope um, that it, that a positive transformation is possible even in this um, situation that in many ways seems to be very dire. It does seem very dire. We are like it seems to be about uh, one minute before midnight. Uh, we think right. of uh, p- peak oil, uh, climate change, the very fact of uh, just um, using um, uh, fossil fuel resources that took uh, millions of years to create uh, just in a in a few years. Um, we are not living sustainably on the planet at all. We're headed, uh, many say we're headed uh, quite soon uh, for a collapse of industrial civilization. So is that that kind of the uh, context uh, for this book and for this movement? Absolutely. I mean, this is this is the, I mean, it's the, the, the situation we are facing as humanity right now. And it would be, it would be catastrophic to believe that 
tomorrow will just be the continuation mm -hmm. of what we've what we've seen um, so far. I mean, we have really we have exhausted our planet's resources, and um, and um, the the disasters that are um, that we have created um, on an ecological and on a social level, they are they are likely to 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 make this whole um, civilization collapse. And this is not something that um, that is the, the the prophecy of some conspiracy theorists, but there are <laughs> agencies mm -hmm. such as NASA are 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 stating this um, in full seriousness. So, um, so, so, so a comprehensive revolution and the creation of a new model of life is a condition for for decent survival. Yeah. So, in a sense, uh, this communitarian living, uh, sustainable, kind of off the grid, uh, is is in preparation for this collapse and perhaps a community that uh, will will survive afterward. Is that the idea? Yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, it is the. In a way, it is a return also uh -huh. to a to a to a communitarian way of existence, which was, um, I believe, natural to the ways people coexisted for many years, and um, and I I, I believe that that um, it was um, through the destruction of community, um, the original tribal communities in which people lived, that. Caused such a profound trauma in humanity. The community is the is the natural ground for and, and basis and ethical orientation uh, for people, and um, we are communitarian beings. So this and it doesn't mean that we all need to live in intentional communities like Tamara, but um, but it will take a, a new form of social relation. Um, to to find the the power and also the um, yeah to to activate the, the the potential of of creative regeneration that we need to confront this crisis. Um, the evolutionary biologist uh, Lynn Margulis she said, if we wanted to survive the ecological and social crises we have created, we would be forced in, into um, radical and dramatically new kinds of community enterprises. And I think this is. This is totally true. So, well, let's talk a little bit about uh, Tamara, this community, uh, about 170 individuals in, in Portugal, uh, 300 acres. I understand you're living in a, uh, and you live in the community yourself, is that right? That's true. Yeah, I've yeah. been there for so nine years. You've been there for nine years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, tell me, first of all, what's this community like and, and how do you think that scales up um, in terms uh -huh. of uh, 7 billion folks on this planet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it is um, it is a it is a kind of a multidisciplinary research community. Mm -hmm. So we we kind of we 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 have all kinds of different subgroups or departments working on the different aspects of this um, of this new model. So from nature restoration to um, autonomy there's an um, animal project as a whole project that creates what we call a children's republic um, and, and a new school and educational department so there's all this um, there's this daily work on this model and there is a there is a strong focus on um, um, 
on interpersonal work and um, inner transformation where we are which is not therapy but it is um, forms of communication that um, allow radical transparency and, and and trust building to occur so this is so so Tamara is kind of it's a um, it's a catalyst for for inner transformation uh, where we are where we are trying to to um, make transparent the issues that are usually kind of in the emotional substratum of human relationships and also of um, projects that are created and that are that are causing um, a lot of turbulences, anger, and and ultimately also the failure of projects. So we are we are we are working with these um, with this with these interpersonal topics um, nearly on a daily basis, and we also have a strong focus of of mental spiritual work um, of studying to see what kind of history we are coming from and what is um, what is a is a way of life that is coherent um, with um, the laws of nature and of the universe. If you're just joining us on Religion for Life, my guest is Martin Winecki. He's the coordinator of the Institute for a Global Peace Work and a translator of a book by a, a psychoanalyst, uh, Dieter Doom, psychoanalyst and psychologist, and the author of the book uh, Terra Nova. It's just released in September 2015, Terra Nova, Global Revolution and the Healing of Love. And so in a sense, I, I'm thinking this community is kind of a uh, an experiment, a practice of the principles uh, that uh, Dr. Doom is, is uh, mentioning in this book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th this is really, I mean, it's it's not just a book um, that tries to convey some beautiful philosophy, uh -huh. but it's it's kind of, I mean, it is a book that that's, um, um, expresses the harvest of this 40 years of research. So it is kind of also a, it is, it describes the insights that were gained in this, in this uh, research. But it also proposes um, a peace plan, a global peace plan uh, for, for a new culture um, that um, encourages people around the world who are, who want to contribute um, to a system change on this planet to engage in the creation of um, models that research and demonstrate um, what this new society could look like. So this is it is it is something with which we um, coming from this um, community from this from this emerging model. This is something that we that we want to kind of reach out into the world as an as a proposal for for an international network and eventually a movement of people that will no longer fight against or only fight against the current system, but confronted with a profound and complex alternative. So, um, well, one of the things that's, that's in, on the website that I imagine will be the most controversial uh, aspect, or perhaps, is the I, uh, concept of love and sexuality, free love. Can you talk about that and, uh, uh, and make a case for that? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean... As I said, um, in, for us, it was kind of it was crucial in order to establish a socially sustainable community to deal with the topics that move people and that um, um, that are kind of central to our to our lives. Mm -hmm. And um, 
and sexuality, love and partnership are topics where so much of our longing, of our hopes and also of our pain and trauma is connected to. So, um, uh, and, and also it is an area um, where over, over centuries um, the kind of um, religious and societal systems that, um, especially in our Western culture that we've been living in, um, that where, that has put such a profound, um, yeah, almost a schizophrenia into into our into our minds and hearts, um, where um, lying and deceit has become an integral part of um, of, of sexuality and love, and and um, and so long as these structures are alive, it is not possible to establish lasting peace. But what we see is that. That, that an area that could be the source of infinite happiness is an area for so much suffering and also um, a basis for so much aggression. So what we are, what we are, what we are working on is the creation of a, of a, of a form of life that allows um, the erotic reality of life and the longings of people to, to be expressed. It is, it is in a way a, like a sex positive experiment you could say mm-hmm. but one where um the form of of open love um and um forms of relationship that are not necessarily monogamous where this is not just an eruption of something of life energies that are bottled up but something where it is um where it is part of consciousness work and where it um, where it where it serves the creation of trust among people. So this is um, so the so the so the notion of of, of transparency is very um, is a very essential part to this um, to this experiment in in open love. And you're not talking and, about promiscuity. You're talking about an ethics of sexuality and love and spirituality and humanity altogether, right? I mean, it's right. more than um, what w- we might say hippie free love or whatever. It's really about, uh, like you say, experimenting with sexuality as opposed to rigid rules that have often been applied uh, to people throughout the centuries. Absolutely. It is... Um, um, it is um, essentially about being able to be truthful in love. I think this mm-hmm. is, and in sexuality, this is really the deepest ground. And there we have to see that um, in a culture um, that uh, praises jealousy as a proof for love, or that um, that says um, that it is betrayal if if a person who is in a relationship is is attracted to somebody else. This is not. This is not a, a setting that allows um, to be truthful, and so and so and so in many ca- and and there are people, of course, also in our community that are um, you know that um, that only want to be uh, with one person, and, and monogamy, if it is authentic, this is fully fine. But in in fact, uh, for most for many people, um, th- their longing is um, is much greater, and and in order. Uh, or, or it's it's more diverse, so to say, and um, and in order for this to n- not to create subliminal war in relationships, there needs to be a place for this truth to be articulated and to be lived in trust. And so this is kind of the experiment to to find an an ethical form where where one can be truthful again, where one one can be transparent, and where through this 
um, a basis of trust can arise in relationship that can also help to um, to to, um, to be the basis for long-term rela uh, relationships and partnerships. In our in our experience, um, free love and and profound um, lasting partnership is not um, contradictory, but um, to the opposite is um, is something that complements one another. Uh, now. Um Thinking about intentional communities, what comes to mind, of course, are medieval monasteries. And uh, one monk was uh, asked this joke, uh, what's what's the hardest thing about being a monk? And he said, well, other monks. Um, so the idea of interpersonal relationships with an intentional community such as uh, Tamara is, is a crucial one. H how do you negotiate uh, when uh, feelings of jealousy come up or uh, conflicts arise or uh, those kinds of things? And, and how and related to that question is, is how is this community uh, managed? Who makes decisions? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is, um, these two questions are, in fact, really connected. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it is what I described in the beginning about the aspect of of um, creating a space of trust where um, where we constantly exercise to express the things which are usually kind of under the carpet um, and and this form of of radical transparency has a big healing power um, and so we have um, we come together in a in a certain form of communication. We call it the forum every day, where where these things um, that are that that may create um, conflict or are issues of anger or fear, where those things can be spoken in a protected setting. And we often experience that um, when somebody else is able to 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 make him or herself visible. Um, with what is really moving them, um, and even be it something destructive or apparently negative, um, the moment this is authentically shared, there is um, a connection of solidarity and, and sometimes even love, and also for oneself. If I am able to 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 kind of um, to do this revelation, it is always. Um, it is always a process for consciousness to grow in myself and a discovery and insight from this from this experience in community is that wherever there is consciousness um, there can be no there can be no war there can be no fight and so we are we are kind of we are we are, we, uh, we, are we are constantly in this work of transforming this um, ourselves that where we are so filled coming from from a from a culture of, of fear and repression, um, where we are so filled with with fear and anger and all these things, where this where this is kind of being transformed step by step in a daily practice of of transparency, but also of of, of consciousness and spiritual work. And and, and again, so so how how do you make the d decisions? About, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, Tamara is organized as a you could say as a as a republic made of councils so in so every um every department has has kind of a, a council where the the people who are who are most um who are taking most responsibility and who are trusted um by the group are kind of gathered and um they take the decisions for the for the area that they are concerned with and um and kind of um make their things that they come up with 
transparent in this in the subgroup and if there are objections people can voice it and then there is a kind of um, there is a there is a council for the whole of the community that deals with the issues um, that concern the whole community and then um, and and again it it is very important that all the issues are are being made transparent in the in the whole of the community it's not a consensus but rather it's a it's a consent model so mm -hmm. so if um, um, if there are strong objections from from individuals to decisions we will listen to this um, but it is not that we do like kind of voting on every decision um, to be passed yeah that would and, be uh, uh, I imagine just logically uh, yeah. problematic so it's all right so um, well I'm kind of curious about you Martin Winecki is my guest on Religion for Life, um, coordinator of the Institute for Global Peace Work, uh, talking about the community of Tamara in Portugal, uh, an intentional community of uh, about 160 people uh, experimenting with a life of peace beyond war, ultimately do, working with trust. And you are a young guy, I think. You're, you're about 25. Am I, am I right? Right. And so, and you've lived with this community for nine years, pretty much, um, you know, the, certainly all your adult life, as well as uh, later adolescence. What's, uh -huh. yeah, that, that's what you know, isn't it? That's true. Yeah. Well, I grew up in, in Germany. I, and I was, even though I was young at the time, I was uh -huh. also already quite involved with some um, social and political movements. But um, but also it is not an isolated life in in Tamara. I mean, I have I have um, working working with Tamara. I've I've traveled um, different countries, visiting partner projects, and being on networking journeys. And we have a few thousand people that come in to Tamara um, every year. So it is actually something that is that is that feels quite connected to um, to the movements in this world. Because in a sense, it's it's a, a place to learn and to take the ideas that you've been talking about on interpersonal growth and uh, trust and peace building and taking that out into the the larger world. Like your, of course, you're doing uh, on your tour. Exactly. I mean, this is this is the this is the objective of the project also, mm -hmm. and 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 through this, we are we are also we are trying to 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 create precedents that then can really can spread and and scale up on a on a. On on a larger scale, this is this is clearly the intention. It's not about creating a, a niche for a nice life for ourselves. I gotcha. Yeah, Martin Winecki, my guest. Uh, he's the coordinator of the Institute for Global Peace Work. Um, also, translator to English of the book written in German by uh, Dr. Dieter Doom uh, called Terra Nova: Global Revolution and the Healing of Love. And you will be you yourself will be in Portland. Am I right? On uh, October twenty fourth. That's true. We will be in the Awakenings uh, Wellness Center in 1016 Southeast 12th Avenue in Portland. I hope this is the correct address. Um, it will be Saturday, um, October 24th from 3.30 from to 6 p.m. So all listeners are warmly welcome to join us. And, and tell me about our website uh, for people to find more information about this uh um, this is terranova.tamara.org. Terranova.tamara.org. And, uh, oh, well, again, any last, uh, we just got about a minute left. Anything that you, uh, that I didn't ask you that you'd like to make sure people know? 
many things have been said now and I really um, encourage people who want to know more to to check out our our website to to read into the book also there is a couple of um, of, of videos that are online that you can that you can find through our webpage um, just feel free to really dive into the materials and to make this work your own Martin Wanaki, uh, thank you for being with me and and uh, and for your work. Thank you so much for the interview. You've been listening to Religion for Life. I'm John Schock. Religionforlife.com is the website for links to podcasts, more information about the show. You can follow, subscribe, download onto your phone or any device. Uh, Religion for Life podcasts from Podomatic, iTunes, Stitcher. Whatever you use, you can find Religion for Life. Email me at religionforlife at hotmail.com, religionforlife at hotmail.com. If you have an idea for a guest, uh, Religion for Life is heard on WETS, Johnson City, Tennessee, and WEHC, Emory, Virginia, and produced by KBOO Portland. Be welcome.